You are listening to Your Money with Apostle Dwayne on the Just Truth Network. Black America, I believe that you can have it all. Financial success, community stability, an enjoyable life, and more than enough money in the bank. If you know biblical success principles and tactics based on truth. Welcome to Your Money with Apostle Dwayne on the Just Truth Podcast Network. My name is Apostle Dwayne Hughes. Would you believe me if I told you that God cares about making sure that you have enough money? What would you say if I told you that regardless of the amount in your bank account and the bills that you have due, that you have everything you need? You may disagree, but God has some surprising things to say about money. On this show, I'm going to share specific revelation to free you financially and put you into the financial driver's seat in your life. It doesn't matter who you are, where you come from, what you've done, or even where you're at right now. God wants to partner with you and help you in your situation. So why not consider what I have to say in the next 30 minutes? You may hear something that could revolutionize the entire course of your life. You've got nothing to lose, so let's begin. Good morning. Um, Welcome to uh, Your Money with Apostle Dwayne. Unfortunately, my stream was malfunctioning here, and so I'm basically restarting the message, but I uh, just want to let you know that um, that ApostleDwayne.com is online. Yesterday morning, finally got it up and, and going. And if you go there right now, you can get a free copy of my new book, God Wants You in Business for the Kingdom. Let me just tell you, there's a lot of power in that book. It's going to help people who get it and read it and put it to work. They're actually going to it's going to help you save time and help you transform what you're doing, help you take a quantum leap forward. I've turned whole businesses around. I've done a lot of great things and and there's a lot of wisdom in there that I had to learn at the time and that God gave me to solve complex questions for the situations that he put me in and. And I know that I'm not the only one who's gone through complex situations. And so the 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 relevance of the wisdom in the book is that God is going to be able to take it once you get it, once you get put it in your head and 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 wrap your mind around it. God is going to be able to take that and help you transform your life because you have to be a partner in in your life. You're a partner with him in your life. You don't we don't just pop out in our life you know, is what it is. It's your life is what you make it. And so how do you know what to put in it or not? And, and, and so we're constantly bombarded with information to get us to make decisions, but with good information comes good decisions. So again, I've got that book is coming out uh, soon uh, by next week, and it's going to be a re uh, a free resource right now for the people who sign up to get it now. Uh, so again, go to apostleduane.com and sign up to get God wants you in business for the kingdom. And, and again, just 
one more thing to reiterate with that. If God wants you in business, who can stop you? You know, if God is on your side, you know, what, what could you do? What, what could you do if you knew God was backing you up? So again, uh, please get the book. It's, I'm giving it to you for free for right now. Uh, afterwards, uh, once I turn the free uh, off, you know, it's people who are going to buy it will get it or are going to be the ones who bought it. Uh, that being said, so today is um, on today's message. Uh, the question is, what's more important, time or money? Now, last week, I in the first broadcast of this podcast, I, I, I spoke to you about money is everywhere. I gave you the little example of you know, being able to look around the room that you're in and just to see money, see opportunity everywhere. Also, in that message last week, I only touched on it briefly at the end, but the the question that I had in the title was, what could Black Americans do to, the one thing that we can do to begin to close the, the wealth gap immediately, and that's get insurance, okay? And so, and so all of these things relate to time, time and money, time and money. They go together like a hand and a glove. <clears throat> but the question is, which is more valuable? Which is which is more costly? Which is the least replaceable? And so we're going to talk about that today. What's more valuable, your time or your money? And this is a question that's been answered by a lot of people over and over again, but we're going to talk about it again today because there's another reason that you need to consider your time. And I'm going to talk about that at the end. Okay, so so the first thing is time. Your time, how much of it you have. A lot of times, let's say you you're you're someone wants some help. They need some help. They 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 need either you can donate a day helping them out, or you can give them a hundred dollars. Most people would donate a day or a half a day to help the person and hold on to their hundred dollars. Now I would suspect that the reason that they were doing that is because they it, it took them more than a day to make a hundred dollars, or maybe they make let's let's say if you make five hundred dollars a week and you work an eight hour day and someone wants to go you to go volunteer for them to do something, then you volunteering and uh, you know an eight hour day is like you giving them a hundred bucks. But what if you make a thousand dollars a week? That's like you giving them 200 bucks. Or what if you make $10,000 a week? That's like you giving them $2,000. If you're making 50, 60, 70, $100,000 a week, are you going to volunteer a day? No, you're not. You'll give them $100. If you're making a lot of money, you'll give them $100 instead of volunteering your time. 
But the funny thing is, there are people who are making $100,000 a week. But nobody's got 100,000 hours. You think about that. Nobody's got more time than you have. You've got the exact same amount of time in a day as Bill Gates, um, as Steve Jobs had when he was still alive. Right now, okay, we'll talk about Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs was extremely wealthy. He was the wealth, richest man. He became the richest man in the world when Apple took over. But at one point, he was broke. He went from being broke or almost broke to extremely wealthy to coming back down a little bit and then taking back app, taking Apple back over again and becoming a bazillionaire. But he didn't get any more time. Wealth, fortunes are won and lost all the time, but no one gets more time. And so the question is, what's more valuable? It's your time. Your time is more valuable unless you're not getting enough for your time. And in that case, the problem is not how much you're getting for the time. Is that you're, what you're thinking about? Okay, so all of our life comes out of what we think. Everything comes out of what you think. Your situation and your circumstances, wherever you are, the, the external things, they may be affected by other people, but where you stay and how you move and where you go to and all that other stuff, that's going to come out of your head, period. If you think that that the best thing you can do is get uh, going to a field where you just make just enough to survive, then that's what you're going to do. If you if you feel like you have a responsibility to yourself to 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 and your family to earn a certain income, and and that you have to do it, that's what you're going to do. You'll figure a way. If someone puts you in a in a trap right now and you had to get out, or your kid was going to get killed, or something. I mean, something crazy was going. You're going to figure out a way. But a lot of times we don't place that onus on ourselves. To, to really put ourselves in a mental position to say, I'm desperate. I got to be desperate. You have to be desperate. I'm going to tell you, the Bible is for the desperate. The, the call of God is for the desperate. The people who, who don't appreciate the opportunity that's given to them to have salvation aren't desperate. But once you realize how bad hell is going to be and the lake fire and all that stuff, then you get desperate. And so, and so, and so the point that I'm making is, and, and again, understand that everything I, I'm, you know, I'm sharing with you, it's, it's all scriptural. You know, this is a ministry. This is not just, you know, how to help you advance in your life. None of this stuff means anything if you miss heaven because it was worthless. But anyway, and so the point that I'm making is that you have to, you have to have a certain amount of, of of a requirement for your time. And if you do that, you'll put pressure on yourself to get more out of it. But if you don't, if you don't have that, that onus on yourself, if you don't have that pressure, that internal pressure, 
that's making you giving you a drive to do more, what you'll do is you'll settle into wherever you're at. Now, there are a lot of people that that never really do anything great in their life. There's there's a lot of people who never really pursue anything. They do just enough to get by and and they, they and they just, you know, but that same person who's doing just enough to get by, they're actually fueling the life of someone who's doing more than enough. Because if you're an employee, let's say in a in a company that's got, you know, a couple hundred employees, there's there's probably an owner who's living a pretty decent lifestyle. There's probably somebody who's benefiting off of what you're doing at a much higher level than you are. And so you have to you have to have the mindset that you're going to get the greatest value out of your time. Okay? Because you can make more money, but you can't make more time. I'll give it, I'll say it to you another way. This is a, a saying that you hear a lot of people say is that at the end of their life, most millionaires and billionaires or whatever don't want more money. They want more time. You can't buy time and you can't buy health. Well, technically you can buy time when you, uh, let's say I, I have, um, Let's say I have a person that does my laundry and a person that cooks my food and a person that washes my car and a person that does all the stuff in my life that I don't want to do. And let's say I make a certain amount of money. Let's say I make a couple thousand dollars a week and I can pay for all these services to get done. I can pay them like 400 bucks. So here for $400, I've gotten all my time back. To only do what I want to do. And I'm taking that $1,600 and, and, you know, reinvesting it to make more money. Now, I'm not using large numbers only because this stuff is real. There's a lot of people who are able to figure out how to offset, how to trade, paying someone a commission to do something so they can get their time back. You have to get your time back. Your time has to become very valuable to you. It has to become so precious to you. It has to become like, like gold. When you value your time like gold, what you're saying is you value yourself like gold. And when you value something, you can get more out of it. Okay. And so again, you know, the, the reason that we're having this discussion and why I'm bringing it up is because a lot of us are not getting a lot for our time as black Americans right now. And my ministry, you know, God has, has, has laid it on my heart that he showed me that, you know, he's sending me to the house of Israel, to us. He's sending me to us to help give you information and to encourage you and to help strengthen you so that you can go out and take territory in your own life. And if enough of, the, of us do that, then individually, we're all as, as, a, as a tribe, we're just kind of lifting the boat ourselves. Okay. And so we have to reinvest. We have to reinvest in our community. We have to revitalize our communities. We have to, to remove the scourges from our community. We have to, to, to remove the barriers from our communities. We have to correct some of the things like, for instance, we're the ones who, who, you know, we got these 
impoverished, you know, a lot of these impoverished neighborhoods, but then at the same time, you got people in the neighborhood doing dirt and everybody's, nobody's a snitch. I mean, that's, that's so stupid. But then at the same time, you call the police to do a, a wellness check on somebody, they're shooting up the place. I mean, it's so, it's like, it's a, it's a, it's a perpetual problem unless we fix it. We are the ones that have to fix it. No one else is coming. And so one of the things that God has been laying on my heart to talk to people about is just to kind of reason with people and give you another way of looking at things or at least a different perspective and make it, you know, and, and, and to show you from the scripture. And so that's what I do. That's what my ministry is here for is to help empower you. You're not, you're not the worst. You're not the least. You're not the broken. You're not the, 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 all the negative stereotypes that are put on us. You're none of those things. You're none of those things. We have been such a blessing to this country. We've, we've made, you know, a significant portion of the inventions are ours. The significant portion of the investments are ours. We put in, we built everything. And so, but we've gotten nothing out. And, and it's a perpetual cycle now of us not even understanding what we've done here and, and, and where we can go and what we can do. And so, and so it's a passion of mine in my heart because I've experienced racism. I, I remember when I, the first time, when I was um, I was in the seventh, eighth grade, I was in eighth grade and my mother sent me to military school. I was kind of a problem child. And and I was called a nigger every day. I went to Riverside Military Academy in, in just north of Atlanta. This is in 1980, no, 82, 83, 82, 83. And and a lot of these kids I went to school with, I mean, they, 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 they grew up with that stuff in their house, calling people niggers and stuff like that. And, and it's no wonder that you see a lot of the stuff that you see in society, because a lot of this stuff is taught at home. And, and it, I was caught off guard. I didn't know, I didn't know, even know anything about black jokes until I got there and they had all of them. They had, I mean, they had, and it was kids telling these jokes. Why do I make this point is because a lot of times we are caught a lot of times we are caught unaware. And so here we have all these stigmas and things on us and and we have to try and, and just live. We're just trying to just to live in a place where you got to do more than that. Okay. You, you, the, and so the, the ministry that I have is to bring you rev, uh, revelation and wisdom to help you deal with these things and overcome them because you you prepare and then you prepare the next generation okay and so it's not just that i'm going off on different tangents or, or or whatever what i'm trying to help you understand for those of us who don't understand it is that you can do more but unless your time is that important to you unless your opportunity is that important to you you're not going to do it. I've got a relative that, uh, you know, I invented this game. I have this game company, actually. I'm, you know, I've got a bunch of different games and it's revolutionary. It's, it's, it's coming out. I have it out this year, but it's a spelling game. I have a spelling game that, and, and, and there's going to be electric versions and board versions, but the board version of the game is more intense than any video game. And it's more educational. I've tested it at schools. They love it. And so at one point I was trying to raise some money. And by the way, it's tug of words. You see it on my, my profile. Um, or some of you have, uh, 
but you know, I was earlier, it was last year, I was trying to, you know, still, you know, there's been a process trying to push this thing forward. And I remember talking to a family member and, and I was telling him, Hey, look, man, I need to get a certain number of people, you know, to, to do this and whatnot. And he started going off on me, but you know, why would I do that for a game and, and this and that, you know, and, and this person is an avid football person. I remember he flying him and his family out to Dallas when I used to live there to watch the, the Cowboys play. I think it was the Cowboys versus the Eagles or something like that. And he flew him and his whole family out there. You know, how much money has he spent on football? You know, Pop Warner for the kids and and uniforms and jerseys and jackets and hats and sweaters and all this other stuff. But here he had a family member that was producing a game for people to consume and buy. And, and now all of a sudden it didn't mean anything. It was, you know, it, it wasn't that he didn't see games as important. He didn't see my game as important because he didn't see me as important because he didn't see his own family as important. And, and, and we do that. We see everything that everyone else does and has as more important, starting with their time. We will volunteer to go do stuff and, and put ourselves out and waste our own time. If you waste your time, it's your fault. It's your time. It's your fault. And so if you're not making enough money for your time, it's your fault. That's the way I look at it. I make everything my fault. If I'm not doing, uh, if, if, if it's my fault, I can fix it. I don't blame God. I don't blame other people. It's me. It's me. It's my responsibility. And if someone else happens to help or something like that, then, then great. But, but it's my responsibility to get a certain amount back out of me. But in order for me to get that back out of me, guess what? I have to put it in me too. And so what, let me say this a different way. If you out of your, your weekly income, Let's say you decided I want to get a degree because it's going to allow me to get a promotion on my job and it's going to um, pay me this, you know, you know, thousand dollars more a month. And the degree might cost you ten thousand dollars. So, you know, first year, it's almost a break even. But then after that, every year after that, you're making more money. So you took the money that you were making or you went and got a loan. And you spent money to put more, to reinvest in yourself, to take yourself to the next level. Okay, that's that's an investment. You had to put more in you to get more back out of you. It's no different if you decide you're going to start a cleaning business or you're going to do Uber on the side or you're going to um, do Airbnb. I mean, there's there's all kinds of ways that you can start to generate extra and require that you require that out of yourself. I've got to make more money. I, how do I, I have got to get more value for my time. If my employer is paying me, um, you know, $12 an hour and someone's wants to pay me 13 and my employer doesn't want to match it, I'm gone because they, you know, whoever's giving me the most for my time is where I need to be. You see? And so, um, and so again, 
the time versus money is very important. But let me tell you the other reason why your time is very important. I told you I was going to tell you there was one more thing I was going to talk about. God is going to quantify you. He's going to quantify you on what you did with your time. If you just lived your life wasting your time, he's going to quantify you for that. Because I can guarantee you, I, I just know what he says to me. And there's always an inward pressure coming from, coming from the inside out that I need to be uh, busy. You know, and what I need to be busy about doing is helping people make it into the kingdom. And one of the most effective ways he's shown me to do that is to help people in other areas of their lives and, 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 and show them the relevance of the scripture so that then they will get a reference to understand that, that this stuff is real and it makes sense. It's not just you pray and don't get up and do something. It's they go together. OK, it's not just you pray and don't get up and do something to do something that you do do has to be in line with what the scripture says. And so and so once you get congruent, your actions, your thoughts, your beliefs, everything's in line, then he can take that and he can make something out of it. But those who are disobedient and that don't listen, you know, they're just going to get judged. And so and so understand that one of the biggest reasons you have. To to be to value your time is because you're going to be judged on what you did with it. God is going to look at you and he's really going to he's going to quantify you. Now, some of us, he's going to say, well done, and you're going to be rewarded. There's a power. There's a there's a, a story that Jesus told in the Bible is called a, a parable. And and it's the parable of the talents. He, he gave one guy one talent. He gave another guy, two talents, and he gave another one five talents. And then he went away. And at the and, and the talents in that in that um in that term was money. There was a there was a sum of money. And so the king or the master, he gave each one, he gave one one talent, one two talent, and one five talents. And then he went away and uh for a certain time and then he came back unannounced and the one with the five talents said, Master, look, I took the five talents you gave me and here and I made another five talents. And look, so now I've got 10. And he said, well done, my good and faithful servant. Enter into my rest. Then he said, then the second guy, the one he gave the two talents to said, look, Master, I took the two talents that you gave me and I made two more. And so now I got four. And he said, well done. Enter into my rest. And then the third guy came up, the guy with one talent. And he says, Master, I knew that you were a hard man and that you reaped where you didn't sow. And so I was afraid. And so I took the one talent that I had and I buried it in the ground. And, and so now, uh, so that when you came back, it would still be there. And so here, look, here's the one talent that you gave me. And so he said to the man, you wicked servant, you knew that I was a hard man and you know that I reap where I did not sow. Why didn't you at least take the one talent I gave you 
and put it on loan with the money lenders so that they could bring me back a return. But instead, you hid the talent that you had in the ground. And so you brought me back nothing. I've got exactly what I started with. You and, and the one talent that you had. Instead of you plus increase for your time. I'm supposed to get back more for your time. And he said, take that wicked servant, throw him in the outer darkness where there's going to be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And take the one talent he had and give it to the one who had ten. Now, you would think that a lot of times we think, well, why didn't he give the talent, the one talent to the guy who had the two and turned it into four? Why, why give the guy with 10 another one? It's because the guy with 10 is the one who's doing the most. God rewards the ones who do the most. It's not it's not a it's, it's a you know, in some ways he's a it's a meritocracy. He rewards those who've come from the furthest, who've endured the hardest and, and put the most in it's, it's, it's the more you put in, the more that you, that you give him to work with, the more he's going to bless you, the more he's going to give you back. But those who half step and just do just a little bit, they get less. I, and, and, and I remember someone was teaching this. I don't remember who was teaching this. Oh, it was Derek Prince. And he pointed out, he said, you know, it's funny. The only one that he said, my good and faithful servant too was the guy who had five and made five more. He said, well done to the guy who took his two and, and doubled it. But the one who took all five and doubled that, he said, well done, my good and faithful servant. And that's what God wants. If you, if you're good and faithful, he's going to, he's going to bless you. And that, what that means, that's the person who's given him everything. You, you just going all out. And, and so, you know, I hope um, I'm making sense here with the point, but God is going to quantify you for your time. Your time is very valuable to you and is very valuable to him. If there's two people, God's your time, your time is valuable to is you and God. And so please make sure that you treat your time as if it's the most important thing that you have, because actually it is. It is. It's the most important resource that you have is your time and if you're not making enough money for it do what you got to do to get more you know invest in yourself or or whatever now so we're at the end of the message and uh again um thank you for tuning in those who tuned in i apologize for the technical delay please go to apostleduane.com and get that free copy of God wants you in business for the kingdom. It's only going to be available for a limited amount of time for free. And you might as well get it now. It's I promise you it's going to bless you. There's things in there that you couldn't possibly know because it's from my personal experience. And and I've helped people change their lives. So I'm sure that there's something in there that would really be a blessing to you and would be a value to you that you would want to pay for the book. And so I'm giving it to you for free for a limited period of time. Uh, for those who sign up now. And uh, again, that being said, thank you again for checking out um, uh, Your Money with Apostle Dwayne on the Just Truth Network. And I'll be seeing you again tomorrow with, um, we'll be back to Just Truth in the morning and then Bible study, I'm sorry, Just Truth at 7.30 and then Bible study at 8. Okay, see you then. Thank you again for tuning into Your Money with Apostle Dwayne. 
We hope that these messages are ministering to you and empowering you to make a difference in your life. Please don't forget to subscribe to our RSS feed so that you never miss a new episode and don't forget to tell your family and friends. Have a great day.